You're listening to The Good GP, the podcast for busy GPs. Hello and welcome to The Good GP. I'm Sean Stevens, and today I'm interviewing our regular guest and old friend, Professor Paul Effler. Paul is clinical professor at UWA and senior medical advisor of immunisations of the Department of Health in Western Australia, and he's had roles with the CDC internationally, and he's a font of knowledge in all things COVID. Today, we're talking about Omicron, and I have to stress that this information is current as at Sunday 9th of January 2022. Hi, Paul, and welcome. Hey, Sean. Thanks for having me. All right. So, Paul, we're talking Omicron. What is Omicron and how is it different from earlier variants? So, Omicron is a variant of uh, SARS-CoV-2 that first emerged, or at least we think it emerged, in uh, in Southern Africa. And what makes it so different is it's got about 50 mutations in its uh, amino acid sequence, of which more than 30 of those are in the spike protein. So that changed the, the way the spike protein looks quite a bit. And it's also therefore had an uh, effect on transmission and also our body's ability to have immunity against it. So I guess we're going to be seeing more of this. How does it behave compared to other variants? Well, the one thing we know for sure is it's very transmissible. I mean, we've seen that around the world with just escalating case numbers, and it is essentially uh, outcompeted other strains that were out there, uh, particularly Delta, and it's taken over to be the number one, uh, the, the most uh, dominant uh, variant that is spreading. And we think this is because the changes that have happened have made it prefer to be to replicate in the throat in the upper airways compared to the lungs. So it may be more infectious because of this uh, predilection for the upper airways. Um, it looks like it's infectious before you get symptoms. Data out of Singapore suggests that in the two days before you get symptoms, you're potentially infectious to others. Um, and then that infectiousness uh, goes away pretty quickly. But the good news is that it doesn't infect the lungs, like I just said, or doesn't seem to do it very well. So it's it's producing less severe illness on the scale of uh, COVID illnesses with less hospitalizations. So more people are getting it, but less people are getting hospitalized, less uh, proportionally less people are needing uh, mechanical ventilation. So that's the upside of Omicron. Okay, that's great. And um, vaccine escape, I understand that uh, the current vaccines aren't as effective against it. Yeah, so the changes that the vaccines target the spike protein, and the changes in the spike protein have made it so that our uh, vaccine-induced immunity doesn't recognize the spike protein as as uh, readily. So that that is the the, the bad news is that uh, you can still get infected if you've been vaccinated with Omicron. It looks like fairly readily, but the good news is is that immunity isn't just one thing. It isn't just antibodies. There's also T-cell responses that are really important for clearing viruses after we've been infected. And those appear to be preserved, uh, largely preserved in the response to Omicron. So the fact is you can get infected, but your T-cell responses should help keep you, if you've been vaccinated, should help keep you from being hospitalized or, or, or death. Mm, okay. Silver lining. So we've Seeing the current uh, new virus coming out of, or new variant coming out of France, any other variants on the horizon and any, any early advice about uh, this new variant? Well, there will be more variants to come. The, you know, viruses mutate uh, all the time, and that's why we have new, new strains of flu uh, coming around every, every year almost. 
Um, so we will get more variants. The, the variant we're seeing uh, called a IHU, the one that's uh, been uh, probably came from Africa to France and has spread a little bit there. Uh, there's a lot of folks that aren't as concerned about that variant as Omicron or even Delta because it doesn't look like it transmits very well. So it is it is quite different, and there isn't a lot of uh, our uh, antibodies are not very effective against it, but it doesn't look like it will be a dominant strain, and so therefore is it's probably not as big a threat, uh, certainly as Delta was, and also probably Omicron. Okay, that's good to know. Now, boosters, the turnaround time for developing um, new vaccines against new strains seems to be a lot quicker, I understand, with the mRNA vaccines than with, say, the traditional influenza vaccine. When can we expect boosters for some of these variants and, and what intel do you have on that? Well, the turnaround time, I asked this question actually on a WHO meeting earlier this week to people involved in this, and they said the turnaround time is probably four to five months uh, to get a, a new vaccine out there, a new uh, mRNA uh, sequenced uh, vaccine out there. Um, but they're not really sure it's going to be necessary for Omicron because Omicron may have already passed by then. We see this around the world already that the uh, places that had early spikes are already on the on the downslope. And I think more importantly, it may be that we don't need to create a, a booster for every new variant of concern because of that T-cell immunity. It looks like immunity against Omicron, the T-cell immunity is also effective against Delta and Wuhan and Alpha. So it may be that the T-cell the immunity we've laid down with the, our, our previous vaccinations are sufficient to keep us from having, uh, on average, uh, severe illness. So I think it's too early to know whether we're going to need boosters that are specific to each new variant that emerges. emerges. I certainly hope that's not the case. And the evidence today would suggest that we're, we're probably okay, that the T-cell immunity is going to really benefit us protecting us from severe outcomes. Okay, great. Thanks. And one query uh, I've heard from other practitioners is we know Omicron doesn't give us severe disease, and I guess maybe it's a bit too early, but do we know anything about long COVID or, or the other sort of complications that don't keep people in hospital? No, we don't actually with Omicron, whether people will be just as likely I think, though, we saw with long COVID, it tended to be in people that were severely ill uh, more often than people that weren't as severely ill with the other variants. And so I'm cautiously optimistic that Omicron will not be leaving a, a big long COVID footprint. Well, that's good to know. Okay, well, look, thank you again, Paul. Pearls of knowledge every time we speak. Thank you very much for everything that you're doing. And thanks for speaking with us on a Sunday. And uh, I look forward to speaking again soon. Hey, thanks for having me. I mean, Omicron really has made uh, certainly COVID-19 illness is going to be an outpatient disease and GPs are on the front line. So we appreciate your, your efforts to keep our people safe. Thank you. Thanks, Paul.